Welcome to the Unstoppable Yes You podcast, where we celebrate the fierceness, resilience, and achievements of Caribbean people to inspire and give hope to the next generation. I'm your host, Carlos Philip. In this series, we share personal stories of struggles and triumph as a source of inspiration for teens and young adults. In this episode, we're speaking with Renee Ellis of St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. There are many hardships children bear the brunt of during their lives. Hardship that Vernet is no stranger to. Vernet experienced one of the most difficult things a young child can live through, divorce. The little girl who grew up struggling emotionally from her parents' divorce has grown up to serve the United States as a Chief Master Sergeant. In this episode, Renee shares her story of perseverance, commitment, and service. Welcome, Renee. Hi, Carlos. Thank you for the warm welcome. Tell me about your upbringing in St. Thomas. I was one of six children, four girls and two boys. We grew up in St. Thomas in the area called the Avenue. The Avenue was located, I would say, in the central part of town, close to the post office and hospital. So it was a very nice area. We were not rich, but as my mother would say, I didn't want for nothing. You know, my mother, she worked as a sales associate. She sold jewelry and souvenirs for many years. And my father worked at the local telephone company. So what were some of your favorite childhood memories? Oh, so many. You know, I really, really enjoyed playing with my friends outside. You know, I could remember waking up in the mornings, eating breakfast, and going out to play with my friends. And we would be outside all day playing. You know, we really enjoyed playing marbles, rode bikes, climbed mango trees. And one of my favorite things to do was jump double dutch in the middle of the road. Also, I really enjoyed going to the beach. It was just a joy. I loved it. I also enjoyed playing in the steel pan orchestra in junior high school. I played the double pan. I just really had a wonderful time. Sounds like you had a fun upbringing and had some great memories growing up in St. Thomas. What would you say was the biggest adversity that you face um, in your early years? The biggest adversity I would say was when my parents actually got divorced. I was about 12 years old and you know, Curlis, it wasn't easy for me. Sometimes I experience mood swings, you know, it, they just happened out the blue and I even acted out. Sometimes I got into trivial fights with my younger sister and even occasional fights at school, you know. Looking back, I guess being mean would be the way I coped with the divorce. It was just very difficult. Did the mood swings and acting out continue into high school? Oh, no. By the time I was a teenager, I had gotten over the divorce. You know, I just honestly think I had gotten accustomed to the way life was. You know, family and with 
the passing of time really helped me to get used to what had become the new normal of my family situation. As you sort of reflect on your high school years, what type of student would you say you were? Oh, I was a great student in high school. I excelled in all subjects. Well, (laughs) except for math. Um, Math was something that I really and truly struggled with. But although I did not like math, my mother did not play. So I was not allowed to get below a C average. And also, you know, I was in honor society all four years in high school. I was also in honors English, something that I really enjoyed because growing up, both of my aunts were English teachers and that was the one subject that we really did well in. And by the time I graduated from high school, I graduated with honors As you thought about your career plans after graduation, what were you thinking of doing with your future? Honestly, after graduating from high school, attending a four-year college was never really a part of my plan. However, you know, um, I was in the health occupation program in high school and always wanted to be a nurse. So the health occupation gave me the opportunity to go to the local hospital and treat patients, take their blood pressure, take their temperature, assist with feeding. So that was something that I really enjoyed. So when I graduated, I moved to North Carolina to live with my older sister to pursue a degree in nursing. When I got to the community college to enroll in a nursing program, I was caught by surprise because that nursing program was had a two-year waiting list. So that was the closest nursing program to the area where my sister lived, and I was totally surprised. So I wasn't able to get on a waiting list. What did you do in the meantime? In the meantime, I enrolled in the local cosmetology program. So I got my cosmetology license and I worked at a small beauty salon. Uh, The beauty salon was actually called uh, Fantastic Sam's. Fantastic Sam's was a beauty salon that catered to all people with all different hair types. So one day I could do a high and tight on maybe an African-American. The next day I could do Caucasian hair. So I really got the opportunity to, you know, take care of individuals with all types of hair. And eventually I went back to Fayetteville Technical Community College and took basic courses like English and math at night and worked during the day. I got a math tutor, but I still struggle with the concept of math. I just truly believe I had a mental block towards math. And eventually I gave up and stopped taking classes. But I continued to work at the beauty salon. At some point you joined the military. What motivated you to do so? Joining the military was just random. A few months after I stopped taking classes at the community college, 
a very good friend of mine. Um, in fact, she went to cosmetology school with me. She recommended that we join the military. Now, at this point, I really had no idea about the inner workings of the military. All I knew is four of my older siblings had joined the military. So that was the most I knew about the military. So we both started taking the steps that was necessary to join the military. But what was ironic about that situation is that I ended up joining the Air Force, but she did not. You eventually meet your husband and um, got married in the military. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. I enlisted 21 years ago as a personnel specialist, what we call in the civilian sector human resources. And my duties included managing evaluations, awards and decorations, relocation assignments, and a plethora of other HR duties. So joining the military was one of the best decisions that I made. And as you mentioned, I met my husband in the military and we got married and I became a mom to two beautiful kids. We have a 17-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. Did you eventually go back to college? In fact, I did. I had become very proficient with the personnel specialty world, and I enjoyed doing that type of work. So I went back to school and I got my bachelor's degree in human resources, and I attended the University of Hampton in Virginia. It took me five years to finish school, but um, you know it was a challenge because I was juggling school, a full-time job, and raising a family. Also, a few years later, I got my master's degree in business administration. Congratulations to you. Definitely a huge feat in um, trying to balance both, you know, work and school, um, as well as motherhood. So you mentioned you were in the military for 21 years. Where have you served? Oh, where haven't I served? <laughs> so I've lived in several states to include Virginia, Georgia, and Utah. And now I live in Ohio. I've also served in Asia. I lived in South Korea for 12 months. I lived directly in Seoul, Korea. It, that was an awesome assignment. I've lived in Italy, where my daughter was born. And also I served in Afghanistan. And I tell you, I think that was probably the most challenging and uh, scariest assignment, as you can imagine. What about it was scary? Oh, just just the unknown, Curlis. Um, you know, being in a war zone is something that, you know, does something to you mentally because you're always wondering what could happen. You know, um, just being in, in that situation is, is just challenging because sometimes your goals is just to go to work, go home and make it back home to your family. And that was just, it was just challenging. And that's understandable. And so how did you end up progressing through the ranks in the Air Force? I progressed through the ranks in the Air Force uh, rather quickly. Um, in the Air Force, we have a term that we call fast burner. <laughs> that's what people call me, a fast burner. Um, 
progressing though was not easy because it took a lot of time studying for a very rigorous exam. You know, when you are considered for a promotion, the promotion board, they look at a combination of, you know, different areas, your evaluations, your test score. The Air Force also really embraces what we call the whole airman concept. This means that you're good at many things, not just your job. You have to be a great leader, a great mentor, a great follower, not only in the military, but also at your base and the community. Essentially, you have to be a well-rounded individual to be promoted. You're now the top personnel manager in your command. What do you do in this role? Right now, I am the chief enlisted manager of manpower personnel and services at headquarters Air Force Material Command. This means I am the highest ranking enlisted leader in my organization. And in my organization, we oversee all things uh, personnel, manpower, and services related. This includes military personnel and civilian personnel programs, equal employment opportunity, resiliency, readiness, and military and civilian education and training command for bases across seven states. Also, I serve as the functional manager for a little bit over 300 human resources managers across seven states. So essentially, I am responsible for the equitable distribution of manpower and the interpretation and execution of those personnel policies and programs across my command. What is that in simple layman's terms? In simple layman's terms, I ensure personnel have the training, the equipment, and resources needed to execute their jobs on a daily basis. You're about 21 years in the military, so you're probably eligible for retiring. What are your plans? Oh, yes, yes, yes. What a great feeling to be retirement eligible. You know, looking back to the day that I went to the military, I would not dream that, you know, 20 years would come so fast. Uh, it just went by fast. So one option would be to continue and retire after 30 years of service. However, after giving it some consideration, I think that I would most likely retire in the next couple of years to pursue other careers and aspirations as a civilian. As you, you know, look back on your childhood years and your life experiences, what advice would you give to your younger self? If I were to give myself advice, I would say to be better prepared for college. You know, as for math, that is something that I gave up on too quick. I did not use all the resources that was available to me to ensure that, you know, I would be successful with math. I got help. I got tutors, but I did not give it a hundred percent. Having a plan B is very, very important because sometimes, 
you know, you have to put your plan A on pause for something that's beyond your control. For example, you know, we talked about the two-year waiting list for the nursing program. That is something that I did not anticipate when I went to register for classes. You know, that's just a prime example of why I needed to have a plan B in place. And with that, you actually did very well. Um, So although you probably didn't have one immediately, seems like you pivoted really quickly. I really want to thank you so much for taking the time out to share your story with our listeners, Vinay. Oh, thank you so much, Carlis. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. To our audience, thanks for listening. To receive new episodes of this series directly in your inbox, subscribe by visiting our website at www.unstoppableyesu.com. Don't forget to join the Unstoppable Yes You community on Facebook and Instagram.